coming to you live for the Leveled Heads Compound. I'm Will. I'm Derek. Glad to be back with y'all. It's been a while. We haven't put an episode out since October. I know that's a long time to make you guys wait. But it's worth the wait. We hope. Nah, it is. We, it's worth it. Well worth the wait, people. <laughs> You heard it from Derek. Yeah, you want to you want to hear us all cuss and rant and make nonsense. You want to hear that? Doing a podcast, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it's not easy to always carve out the time because we're busy guys. Yeah, you know, in October, we were slammed with work, it leaded us all the way up to you know the holiday season with turkey day and all that being busy isn't a bad thing it's a good thing to be busy i'm glad that we've been i hope anyone who's listening right now i hope you're at work maybe you got some headphones in maybe we're gonna say something to crack you up maybe you're gonna be like going to your co-workers at lunch and be like dude i'm listening to these fucking guys and they're cracking me up. You got to <laughs> listen to these fucking guys. And they'll be like, what is it? And you'd be like, yo, check it out. It's Leveled Heads Podcast. And then you show it to them on your phone and you say, hold on, hold on. I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, yep, man. How many times we've done that? And then you just shoot it over to them and then boom, maybe they'll do that with like another friend or family member. And that's how you spread the word, spread the love. We appreciate it. Thank yeah. you guys. Even though we haven't put an episode out in several months, we still have some listenership going on. We still have daily downloads. Not a whole lot, but hey, that's cool. Hey. Even if we get one, that's awesome. I remember when we first started this, we talked about if only one person listened to us. Dude, we'd be shitting high cotton. Shitting in tall cotton, people. And you know what? We've been shitting in tall cotton, so thank yeah. you guys very much. Pink. So, well, one of the reasons maybe we've been uh, off the podcasting game a little bit, me and Will, we've been... We've been studying. We've been studying for our Class A, you know, the company we work for, you know, we've been having some... Uh, Theft issues, so we gotta basically bring our equipment home every night. Yeah, because you know we got, which I'm sure it happens everywhere. But, but I know we got listeners everywhere too. So let us know. Yeah, keep your eye out. You know, maybe any any states that are kind of on the southwest end of the country, keep your eye out on your machines. We're getting jacked. We've had a couple things get ripped off. We've had a few things get vandalized, you know, and working in the industry that we do. We got big equipment. You can't always take it home every night. Stuff's going to happen. It happens. It just sucks when it does happen. Yeah. So we're trying to mitigate that in some way, and that's to go ahead and get these licenses so we can haul, you know, the equipment when we need because... You know, there isn't always a guy who's on point, like, ready to go and, and pick it up. You got to work later days, all that fun stuff. So we're just going to go ahead and just kind of try and nip it in the bud, get this thing taken care of. So on that note, uh, that's going good. We're both, you know, with all the studying, all the tests got passed and all that. Um, but it's not like it used to be. No. I've had a CDL in the past. It wasn't that hard to get. Um, just basically same deal as getting a driver's license. You go to the DMV, take a couple tests, pass the test, and you got to go do a driving test. Yada, know, yada, yada. And then they issue you your license. But now, as of February 7th of 2022... Um, there was a new regulation for getting a CDL that you have to go to a driving school. 
for 15 hours. Tell them about this. Okay. Tell, tell, tell know, them about your we, experience, Pete. We, we had to, because it was very recent. So, you know, you know, got our permits, and they told us, you know, minimum 15 hours behind the wheel with a licensed driver. It's called an entry-level certification. Yeah, all that good business. So we're we're calling around, you know, seeing if we can find a, a guy that will do that for us. So we called this truck driving school. Um, and it was my wife that called for me. We were out work, and she, you know, asked. He has his permit. He just needs the 15-hour behind the wheel. He's all, uh, well... You got, it has to be 120 hours by federal law, and he has to do that to get the 15 hours, and it's going to cost about $4,000. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes there. $4,000. $4,000 so I can get a little stupid paper that said I was behind the wheel for 15 hours. For 15 hours. And granted, I'm already driving the company truck already because yeah. I have my freaking permit. That's what the permit's there for. Right, and you've already, what, well, you clock like eight hours behind the wheel Yeah, already, and I already, what, I think had my license permit for like two and a half weeks now. Right, which used to be sufficient, and then you can just go, go, go do your thing. Yeah, but... These, I think, will these. It's damn, a racket. I think these truck driver schools, just like you said earlier today, I think they, they know, they got these truck drivers that are coming in that just need the fifteen hours. They got them over the barrel, and they think they can screw them. Yep. So people, watch out. It is if you have your permit, it is all you have to do is fifteen hours behind the wheel. Just 15 hours. Not 120 hours. No, not $4,000 worth. That's If you need to go to a truck driving school, if you want to get your, your commercial license and you're starting from scratch, you don't have equipment, um, maybe you're just trying to get a job doing that. So, you know, you can't get a job driving truck unless you got the license to drive a truck. You might have to go through a truck driving school, and that's going to cost you a pretty penny. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. But in situations like ours to where, you know, we've got the space, we've got the equipment, we've got, we basically work with people who train us on the job. Yeah, we got, we got three guys with Class A licenses. Two of the guys had their Class A license for over 30 years. Right. I think we're I think we're set off. So we looked into it a little bit and we found that there actually might be a way to not have to go through a truck driving school. So that would be and if it's administrative at best. That's basically just Going through uh, what the federal motor carriers. Yeah. <laughs> There's stuff you can do, all right? <laughs> I, 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 I did just... a little research. I think it could happen that way. And especially if you work for a company and you're doing this for the company, there's ways that yeah. you, you can get with your people in the office, figure some stuff out. File some paperwork. Go ahead and, and just get it done there at at your job without going through a school. Yeah, getting boned. Yeah, because I mean, the best I found, and the guy kept talking about discounts, discounts, because he knew that I knew that they're just trying to sell me on the school and I yeah. don't want to I don't need to go to the school. No. I don't need training from scratch. I already know 
how to operate the things. I already passed the test. I know how to do. Yeah. We got the theory part. <laughs> right. <laughs> theory you know, there's a few things you gotta, you gotta do. What's called a pre-trip. And, yeah. You know, in-cab. That's kind of normal stuff you checked anyways. Do a little driving. And that's it. Bada boom, bada bing, done. Yeah, they're going to charge you $4,000 to teach you how to do that at school and take a bunch of your time that you probably don't have. You probably yeah. can't afford it. I know I couldn't afford that. Uh-uh, and I couldn't afford the time. It would cut into this. Right. <laughs> so, the sacrifices we make. <laughs> Spend more time in the leveled heads compound. Yeah. But, you know, that's just, it's... It's more bureaucracy that we, that is, our government loves to fucking throw at us, and we always have to jump through the hoops. And, and it's so pointless. Because wouldn't you think that if they're gonna if they're gonna enact this this new law, this new federal regulation, that they would work with these schools and be like, "Yo, you need to offer this, this, and that, this this fifteen hour entry level." Of course, you know, and you can't bend people over the barrel to do it because everyone has to do it. No, there's no regulation on that end of it. It's just the guy who's got the job. The working class man always gets screwed. Over the barrel. Over the barrel. Over the barrel. <laughs> no lube. That was it. That's it. You're done. It's a bunch of malarkey. Mm-hmm. Trying to hornswoggle us into paying all this money. Yeah, I ain't gonna fucking do that. Especially with shit that we already know. I mean, you're you already have your freaking permit, you know. And it doesn't it it. I don't understand it. Even if okay, I understand. You have the fifteen hours behind the wheel. You still have to do the skilled driving test at the DMV. Right? Yeah. You still have to do all the stuff that you and, had to do previously. It's just you got to do this extra step. And, and there's and no regulation on that side of the step yeah. because... It's a new thing. Everyone that we're trying to get a hold of to just get this entry, it's called an entry-level certificate. The, you know, the Department of Motor Vehicles says... You got to have this 15-hour entry-level certificate. You got to present it when you go do your, your driving test. Mm -hmm. I know we're going on about this, people, but I'm very passionate about this right now, all right? So very irritating. hear about it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank goodness I wasn't up on the mic yesterday. I was freaking livid. I was, oh. If those truck drivers... Their probably ears were freaking burning at the end of the day. They wouldn't want to know what kind of names I called them, and you know, and then you know, and it always turns into. Oh, you're calling the truck drivers' names? No, not the truck the, school. school. The truck schools. Yeah, screw those guys. Screw those guys. And then I like how art my rants get to saying, you know, screw the truck driving schools, and then it just goes into screw our government. No matter what, somehow it always leads back to... Well, because if it wasn't for the federal regulations, we wouldn't be doing this. Like, I'm like, you know, these son of a bitches, they, some goddamn politician probably has their freaking gritty little hand in this, and they, they probably worked up a scheme. <laughs> they did. They probably owned the truck driving schools. Probably goddamn... Uh, Feemster and their motherfucking bullshit probably got in there and had their hand in the truck driving school and fucking passed the law because they bought a freaking politician out and I'm going off. I'm like, and I cooled down. Like, I don't even know why they did it, but you're probably right on though. I'm probably right on. Cause you know, they can make money. Sons of bitches. All of them. Yeah. I mean, they come, they do a public service. They enter office and they're broke dicks, and then they come out walking out being millionaires. Blows my mind, Will. You know they probably just want a lesson 
the amount of truck drivers because there's too many trucks on the road and there's that's too much carbon emissions. Okay, you know, since this climate is a, change. Climate change. What we just experienced in California, that was a climate change. The climate has changed. It <laughs> went from drought to rain. rain. Very rainy, rainy storms, climate change. Sky <laughs> rivers. Sky rivers. Jesus Christ, do people under... Do, do, <laughs> they, like, have to go from one stream to another extreme all the time. <coughs> you know, and, and, you know, it was... It's funny, so my cousin, he lives up in, uh, up, up, up north, north, and uh, he was talking to uh, my uncle, and he's all, you know, these people up here, they scream when it's not raining, it's, you know, extreme <laughs> hot, you know, they're freaking out, and then when it rains a little bit, they're freaking flooding. <laughs> they're flooding, they're sandbagging their they're houses. Sand oh, yeah. But, you know, I don't want to take away, I think there's some houses that got it pretty good, kind of up towards the foothills, and I think up north kind of got it hammered pretty good, but it's kind of a normal thing. I don't think it was climate change. The hell were we talking about before we started making fun of climate change just the whole license bullshit regulations oh really. and, and our politics making millions of dollars that we just think you know because we're cynical as all get out <laughs> and we think that there's corruption behind everything which there probably is there might be we might be going out there a little bit we understand that but you know it's worth the thought Man, I am so happy that we're back at this, D. Right? It feels good. It feels good. Aren't you guys happy? You guys are happy. Look, I I can tell they're smiling right now. <laughs> they're smiling. They're... The, the moment they saw a Level Heads episode pop up on their phone, they were like, yeah. Yes, we can listen to these guys. These fucking guys are back. Uh, uh, we can make fun of them now. <laughs> You know, so me and Dee, we like, you know, because we're new at this and we're, uh, you know, trying to, like, get some research done. And then we're trying to work on, like, how we're going to format the podcast and, you know, like, doing a lot of note-taking. And for me, I think that I overwhelm myself with all that, you know, wanting to to structure it in a way that was going to flow and not have so many us and, and, and pause it P pause it what pause it. let's redo that <laughs> you know what but this feels really good because i'm not really like worried about that because we actually do have a format it's a conversational podcast. Yes. There we go. We're just having a conversation here. And you guys are like eavesdropping. We really got it. We got to see if we can get that uh, portable thing mm. in the trucks. Then they can really hear our conversations. We maybe sound more intelligent because... You, you can't yeah, get... Any more intelligent than this. <laughs> oh, this is great. But yeah, we were, we and we do, we do some research, but like, I mean, it's like freaking going to sit in a class, like you're writing yeah. all this stuff down, taking a bunch of notes. I got a bunch of notes in front of me right now. Um, but it's good. It's good because we do, we are a conversational podcast, but we're also a topical podcast. But also, like, we like to kind of give you a glimpse into, like, what's going on. What's going on in our in our lives. What, what do we get up to when we're not doing this podcast thing? 
You know, I think like a lot of podcasters and God bless them, but they like do this full time. Yeah, this is like their part time job. Right. So it's like they're always doing the research. They're always like talking to people. They're always like, you know, on Zoom calls and all this stuff, which that would be cool. But, you know, it just, it really, it comes down to time. Like, maybe one day we'll. One day. One day. We have a guest. Hey, you guys want to be our guest? Get a hold of us. You can reach us at 867-5309. You have a number? No, that was a joke. (laughs) I was like, yo, we need to get this number. That's a song. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Right over the head. Jesus Christ. No, you can't actually, if you feel so inclined to do so, which would be awesome because... You know, I think that our email is, like, starting to build up some cobwebs in the corners. Yeah. You can email us. D, what's the e- Do you even remember the email address? I think it's uh, leveledheads. Leveledheads33 at gmail.com. Leveledheads33 at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Yeah. Shoot, even if you shot us an email... To be like, I can't believe I just wasted my time typing this email address in to tell you guys how much you suck. That would be awesome. I would love to get that email. Yeah, maybe, Let us know we suck. Let us know. Maybe. It's all good. We ain't mad at you. Yeah, so do you want to kind of talk about what we've somewhat researched a little bit? Or you, do you have some in front of your notes? Well... Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna do a segue. Segue? Yeah. I was gonna backtrack about what we we're talking about, and then I was gonna work in this little segue in so it's smooth, and then we go right into the topic, like you know, seamless. Oh. Well, well you blew it now. Yeah, I can't I, do it. I was the cog in the wheel. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> So, me and Will, we we decided to do kind of a podcast about, you know, how, how did the FFA, or F, Jesus. The Future Farmers of America? America? Oh. It, was a, it was a long day, Will. Long day. Are you, was, like, having flashbacks of ag class? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay. Did too many, because we got to do that stuff over for... So the FDA, FDA will. What does the FDA stand for? Food. That's that's the first one. <laughs> well, thanks, Will. We did all this research. You got to tell me what the FDA stands I, I for. I didn't get the full acronym for the FDA. I just have my research. <laughs> I didn't look at it. I just, I knew it's just the FDA. Okay. Now, what do you think the FDA stands for? Give me your best guess. Come on, come on. Department, (laughs) down, agency. All right. So this episode, we're going to be talking about the food department agency. (laughs) Wow, I'm looking sharp. That's hilarious. Um, The Food and Drug Administration. God dang it. It's all right. Oh, that's good. That's good. It cracks me up. All right, so not, that what'd you guys think of that segue? See what we did there? That was all. That was like a skit. <laughs> we had it all planned out. Yeah, that was planned. <laughs> okay, FDA and its corruption. All right, so, so the first thing. All right, you got so, something? 
No, 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 no you go no, ahead. No, 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 no. no you, you're you going go first. ahead. I'll throw some things in there. No, so, so you can. I don't want to be. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. You go ahead. <laughs> well, the the reason why we did the food drug administration was, in, you know, you always hear about how, you know, it's there for a reason and it's not corrupt and. I think me and Will, deep in hearts, want to believe it's it's not, you know, doesn't get paid off, and it's not somewhat corrupt. But So we did a little research, and we're going to try, we try to stay as middle of the road as possible, because I don't want to, up, well, we're probably upsetting people anyways, but I want to get the point across of what we're trying to get through. So... We were doing some research, and we come up... Because I remember listening to a, a documentary... Or listening... Watching a documentary a couple of years ago. Some I forgot what it was called, but I think it was Death by Sugar. Or the White Death. Something on that order. And it reminded me... And they were talking about how the big sugar industry back in the day... Kind of pushed the whole sugar and the diet priority eat that and you'll you'll be pretty healthy so we kind of went diverted into that so what we came across was you know back in my notes here i don't think i got the guy's name but was it the late 40s will or the early 50s the the big sugar industry they came up with an idea about pushing their product and trying to throw the blame onto fats. But the whole idea of what they were doing is, so they were, the big sugar industries were going around and paying off scientists and they were re, uh, funding their own research to prove that sugar wasn't causing you know, heart disease, <coughs> strokes, and stuff like that. It was, it was only fats. So that they were kind of falsifying some of their research, saying that sugar's good. And these were these researchers. Um, I think the names you're looking for was uh, Dr. Frederick Stair and Mark Hegstead, yes, who were Harvard researchers, and there was a development of the Sugar Research Foundation. That's yep. So, but I think the only reason the the sugar industry went after and got those two guys was. I can't remember there were oh, I can't remember if what doctor it was but or what journalist came about but they published a paper I think it was back in 67 talking about you know saying sugar was a leading cause of heart disease and being overweight and stuff like that then came doc you know dr um stare stare and hegstead hegstead the big industry got these two guys from harvard to try to falsify their research and debunk the other journalist that whole um well they were story. paid off to downplay the, they're, yeah, the they're, harmful effects yes uh, like heart disease, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, and uh, yeah, they didn't want to put that out, so they said, Oh, that stuff is caused by fat, yeah, they made fat the enemy through the late, you know, through the 60s, through the 70s, all that good business, so. It is possible that you could pay off scientists to sway 
your way, right? Yes, very possible. Very um, possible. So you have, you know, these uh, these interest groups. <clears throat> what they have really nailed down, and this isn't just with, you know, Food and Drug Administration. It's with a lot of, a lot of uh, corporations and regulatory bodies uh, here in the states and probably abroad. Um, they got this thing called regulatory capture. And regulatory capture is when the regulators. the the companies that they're trying to regulate become um they become too close the company is able to lobby the uh the regulators you know give them money to research certain things but they'll they'll do it in a way to where it's beneficial for for the uh for the company the company they're lobbying for right right so the fda you know they I, still today they do regulatory capture where they sit in meetings with these big companies and they discuss how much money they're going to be getting from these companies. So, so basically they're saying, you know, it's bribes, right? So they are saying, you know, how much money will it take to pat, you know, to, uh, sign off on our product? What type of quote unquote research and development yes. we have to do. And this is everything from, I mean, it's called the food and drug administration. So this is, I mean, we're talking sugars now, but this goes to every, Everything, pharmaceutical drugs, foods, the way that they put labels on things. Pesticides, all that all stuff. All of it. All of it. So you, The whole shaboingy. So, you're so is that mostly how they get their funding? They get most of their funding through that meeting, basically? Well... They they get some funding through that meeting, but and that just doesn't. Let's talk. Let's talk about funding a little bit, real quick. Okay. We're talking about funding. Okay. The government funds companies, whether it be food, pharma, uh, scientific research. Funds these companies billions, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars <laughs> of dollars, you know, for their studies of um, of specific, you know, drugs, whether whether it be vaccines and this is like going on pre-covid it's going on now but it's going on pre-covid as well okay so consider that okay so the government is giving this research this company, money this so say it's a billion dollars okay but and all actuality it's been upwards of a billion dollars but say they they have this company that's doing research and the government's like, we're going to give you a billion dollars to fund the research on whatever drug you're going to put out. Okay. So now the government, actually us, we're in the whole billion dollars to this research. Whatever they come up with, it's got to, they just paid a billion dollars. It's got to work. So that's called efficacy. So if it does work, 
like truly works studies show that this thing is helping to prevent whatever problem glaucoma whatever awesome it was worth it was worth a billion bucks for helping people but say it doesn't really work or it's going to take longer to do all the clinical trials but now the government's out a billion bucks so they're like yo you're taking too long on these trials is this thing gonna work or not and the company will be like well kinda or we're almost there and so then the FDA who up to this point is not maybe doesn't even know about this drug or whatever yet they get in contact or they get contacted by someone in the government and they're like hey we're in the whole billion bucks we got this drug but its efficacy hasn't been proven yet and the FDA you know the ones who actually give a shit will be like well we can't put it out you know it hasn't been proven whatever then they get into a room and they do a little more talking and next thing you know this thing's being pushed out aggressively and this pharmaceutical company is making billions of dollars off of this drug that the government helped fund so think about that little trifecta going on right there so whether it works or not, it's going to be pushed out. Yeah, because they want they want it's they, all they about making money. Yeah, the government wants their return, and the pharmaceuticals want their money. Right, and why is the government funding that pharmaceutical company or that scientific research a billion dollars in the first place to get that return? Yeah, probably they probably gave it. You know, everybody knows. A little bit of interest probably here and there, and it was probably pretty up there. And Okay, so another way you can kind of slice it up. All right, so go back to this hypothetical billion dollars. It's not like one guy in the, the government is like, okay, here's, here's my billion dollars. No, it's, it's the taxpayer's money. Okay, so it's our billion dollars. So they don't give a shit about the billion dollars in the first place. That's what it's going to take to get this company to do enough research to get something rolled out. Because they can't roll something out that's just going to make people drop dead in the streets. But they also can't roll something out that's that going to be a miracle cancer drug. Yeah. It's actually going to work. It can't work that good. So what what happened was there's certain people, you know, in Washington who get lobbied by X company, food, pharmaceutical, whatever it is. They personally give them money for their, what, their, uh, <clears throat> when they're, when they're running for something or whatever. What, their, uh, their campaigns. Campaign. Yeah. So they get the money from the lobbyists and then the lobbyist is like, yo, I'm going to help you get elected or whatever. So I'm going to give, I'm going to put X amount of money in your campaign. But if you get elected because of this money that I help, so you can run more ads, so you can hire more people, whatever. I need you to help get a billion dollars of the taxpayer's money so I can do the scientific research because we got an idea for this drug that can make us billions. Billions. And billions. And billions. So they're like, yo, that sounds great. Don't worry, I got a buddy. 
over at the regulatory agency. He'll help us out. He'll help us out. You might have to go into a meeting. Well, in the meeting is when the regulatory capture occurs. That's when they're like, you guys only have X amount of money, but we can make you have triple or quadruple that amount of money. But we got to get these drugs out on the street or we got to get these foods, uh, these whatever, these pesticides, these... Uh, New Cheez-Its, new fucking toothpaste, new fucking shampoo. Yeah, we got... Anything you can popcorn think Popcorn flavored toothpaste. Paste. Yeah, something. So that... I kind of explained regulatory capture. I mean, I'm sure people right now are looking it up. They're like, that's not what it is at all. <clears throat> There's a... Uh, that was kind of an example of what could happen. It's basically it's when an objective regulatory agency ends up promoting the ends of the industries they're regulating. That's what regulatory capture is. It's when the regulators end up promoting, instead of regulating, just promoting the company. It's freaking wild, dude. And it's happened a lot with the uh, with the FDA. Oh, we got proof with what we had with the research we found with uh, the sugar industry. They, you just how much money you have determines if your uh, agenda gets pushed. The unfortunate thing when it comes down to the FDA, because the FDA, I'm sure when they started, like Dee said, when we first started doing our research, we really were trying to be middle of the road, benefit of the doubt, like, you know, they can't just be pure evil, right? No, these motherfuckers are pure evil. They that's, are. That's how this all ended up. We, we just couldn't find anything good. Maybe at the beginning in 1906... When this this guy who was studying, uh, what was he studying? Oh, he was he was kind of like a chemist. Yeah, he was a he was chemist. chemist. He was, I think, he was. What was he trying to study? What was he trying to figure it out? What was he? Not preservatives, right? No, I don't think it was preservatives. I don't know. Maybe it was like whether or not you could smoke banana pills and get high. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, maybe at that time, you know, they actually had a heart. But in modern times, the FDA, they've been placing corporate profits over or above uh, consumer safety well, didn't also, for years. Didn't one of those where we were reading that the FDA also, or those pharmaceuticals, they they have a hand in social, not social media, but in media itself. Yes. The, the yeah, the all the corporate tie-ins. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, let's see. I <clears throat> I watched. Uh, did I watch or read anything? It was having to do with. Um, this pharmaceutical company called Purdue. They're called Purdue. And they came out with um they came out with a drug. Oh no, they were they were the ones who came out with Oxycontin. Okay. Yeah, they developed Oxycontin, which led, you know, to the opioid crisis that we're dealing with today. So they, um, they got the shit suit out of them, right? Mm -hmm. And they were worth billions 
and billions and billions and billions of dollars. So they, you know, run into like legal issues and the FDA pushed out Oxycontin too, even though there was doctors and stuff saying, Hey, wait a minute. You know, you can't push this out so aggressively because it's highly addictive and it's highly dangerous. And there was other people in the FDA like, hey, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> we're getting paid off of this. Yeah, we're making money. So they helped promote this aggressively. They were giving people Oxycontin for... I mean, anything you can possibly think of, any type of pain whatsoever, no matter how little or how much pain, they just shoved they're out. like Oxycontin, Oxycontin, yeah, so then... When did Oxycontin, well, I don't know if it came out, was it... It was in the 2000s. 2000s was it? I think so. Kind of, that's when the whole pill thing kind of, well, it wasn't pills kind of kind of coming up anyways well, but it's the, been getting worse they've always been a thing it's just uh the oxycontin was such a a concentrated um the way the way it, it was like uh well like time released okay you know opiate so it's like kept people like feeling good like for prolonged periods of time so Anyway, back to this company, Purdue. They they ended up filing for bankruptcy, right? Okay. Well, the company that owned, or not the company, I'm sorry, the family that owned Purdue Pharmaceuticals, I think their last name was uh, Slackers. That's one hell of a name. Or Sackers or Smackers, Schlackers. Schmuckers. Schmuck. No, it wasn't Schmuckers. That was another company. That was another family. They make jellies. Yeah, the family. The jelly family. The family. <coughs> so, anyway. Uh, what were they called? The. Salker. No. Something with anyway, an S. Yes. We'll call them the slackers. All right. But they were anything but slackers because they had a shit ton of money. And <clears throat> this multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical company. So the company goes bankrupt. The family pulls $10 billion out of the company. And then the company filed bankruptcy. Now, the family didn't file bankruptcy. Just the company. The company filed bankruptcy. The family was never held accountable. The company was held accountable. Yeah. What? Yeah. So and those people on, never got Was this trouble. what you read or what? was there a documentary? I think I watched a video. I'd be damn. Huh. Oops. Yeah, I was like, are we going to play a video? Hey, that seemed like it worked pretty good, so I can play videos in the background? Yeah, that, I mean... It doesn't look like it's recording it. I think we can just hear it. Oh, okay. But yeah. That was uh that was the video that I saw. It's, okay. It's actually it's a Vice video. Um but it's about um it's titled like how big pharma gets dangerous drugs approved. And how they do that. Who do they have to go through? Who does Big Pharma always have to go through? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the motherfucking FDA. You know. The Food Department Agency. I love how they're like, you know, we got to stop the pill 
pandemic, we got the opioid crisis. Well, isn't mostly it's our government and our doctors that are giving out and shoveling these pills out to people for the most part? Quote me if I'm wrong, but that doesn't make a lick of sense to me. If we want to stop this crisis, tell these doctors don't shove out pills that are unnecessary to certain patients. They don't have to prescribe them. They don't have to prescribe them? They don't have to. They choose to. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Well, they because... well they doesn't have to prescribe Oxycontin because someone's foot hurts. But they get a kickback if they freaking... Uh... Just like with the vaccines. Mm. You can't oh. say that, Will. That is false information. Oh, are we going to get demonetized? You're going to get this. This is dangerous speak. This is a danger to our Actually, we can say whatever we want because you have to be monetized to get demonetized. And we're not monetized. But yeah, kind of get it's just the whole the whole thing about the pills and everything just don't make no sense to me. It's 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 coming. We know we know the source where it's coming at, and we're not doing anything. But we're gonna just blame people for taking it and getting Dude, hooked. Didn't three? Didn't recently like three uh, people who? What did they do for the FDA? They did something. I don't know if they're board members or whatever. They quit. They resigned. I thought that was with Pfizer. Was that with Pfizer? No, it was the FDA. They they resigned. Some people from the FDA were like, wash my hands, you guys corrupt. Because even many FDA employees, just like these people who left, they're unsettled by the actions of the agency. Uh, 20% of FDA scientists, 20%. It's quite a few of them. Yeah. Uh, the scientists who work for the FDA have been asked by the FDA decision makers to provide incomplete, inaccurate, or misleading info to John Q. Public, to us, to the regulated industry, to the media anti-government officials got that in my notes wow that's yeah. a pretty good one will that was some str but was it fact checked did it have a little blue mark on it uh we're not monetized so we can't get demonetized uh, yes it was it was blue check <laughs> wait so even with their blue check right there they just said that they go in and they force whatever idea they have on the scientists, and the scientists can be corrupt. Yes. Okay. The perfect segue to get into, because I was kind of crappy on my research and how I talked about, but that one scientist from Harvard that got bought out. Dr. Frederick Stair. And Mark Hegstead. So Mark Hegstead. What you got what, on old Mark Hegstead? He was a... So back in the day, he was head of the public health for schools. Uh, what they... Uh, the, the, uh, the dietary goals for the kids in the schools in the United States for a while. And then he led or was, did the oversee of human nutrients unit for the department of agriculture. That same guy that got bought out by sugar. So, <laughs> so you, you can so look it up. It was so it was in his best interest to, to let that stuff slide. Let that slide. Yeah. So he was running all these public offices, running for, you know, his work was to oversee and make sure our kids and people were getting the right nutrients. 
for 30, 40 years after he got bought by Sugar. Yeah, and then they probably met with the FDA because they had to do... they. They had to get involved with the food labeling stuff, too, mm-hmm. because remember, they held off for three years. I think that's what I had here. Something about they held off uh, putting like correct information on the food labeling for like three years. Blaming, you know, because everything was all trans fat, trans fat's bad, trans fat's going to kill you. And it was like. No, it's all the sugar you're putting yeah, in all everything. Yeah, that, that Splenda that you're putting in all of our food, that's not good. <clears throat> Did you know, D, that every five years, top officials of the FDA meet with representatives of like pharmaceutical companies to discuss user fees? Fucking user fees. From drug, device, and biotech companies. In order to seek product approvals, user fees. What? Yeah, because they're using the FDA, so they gotta pay a fee. fee. Wow. Huh. FDA, they don't have a whole lot of friends. They're not too friendly. No. They kind of sound like. Uh... Well, they work with the mob government. Yeah. Basically, isn't our government basically a big mob? You got the three families. You got the three families. You got the Bushes. You got the Obamas. And the Clintons. You know, know, there we go. People, if you don't realize that there has been... It's basically three families running our country for the past... 40 years, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, and then you got Trump's a court jester. Yeah, he was just thrown in there, be like, well, because he was friends with the Clintons. They're like, yo, we'll just put you in here real quick. Yeah, take a break from your TV show. Basically, we got, Reagan wasn't the head guy. I hate to say it. It was fucking, it was Papa Bush. Papa Bush, when he was vice president, he was running things. Starting in the 80s. Then you had him through the 80s. And then the very part, first part in the 90s was the Bush. And then his friend, oh, Bill there, he got in. Did his stupid eight terms. And then here comes Dumb Dumb Jr. Throw his weight around. For another fucking eight years. And then here comes Papa's Bush buddy's son, fucking Obama. And he ran another eight terms. And then we got Orange Man. And then we got Obama, <laughs> basically Obama again. So we, we basically had three families running our country for the past fucking 40 years. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, back to the FDA real quick. Sorry. No, no, you're absolutely right because it's true. It's true. The three families. The three families. The the mob. <laughs> the, the mob. No, it is. It's like it is. They're only bigger than the mafia. So, and like they kill people. I mean, killery. Yeah. Her nickname literally has the word kill in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I found this. Um, so when it comes to independent journalism regarding the FDA, mm-hmm. um, the FDA enacts tactics and embargoes to control the media's narrative. So all the stuff that we heard about, like, you know, ivermectin bad and remdesivir good, all that, uh-huh. that was the FDA controlling the, and they controlled CBS, motherfucking NBC, CNN, 
the Washington Compost, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Slimes. Slimes. I think some of our information we got actually did come from the New York Slimes. It did. It did. I mean, because I mean, we had to like we had to get it where we could. But it says that sources must be approved by the FDA. Oh, so before the journalist could ask and had to have the go ahead from the FDA, even a private journalist, ask independent journalists. An independent journalist has to go to the FDA to get approval to talk about a drug that they just approved. That's right. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. That's why... How does that even work? That doesn't even make a lick of sense. Control. They have control. They have... Because they're but, still a regulating body. But we say FDA like they're the ones that are pushing this. It's, it's not the it's FDA a, then. It's a whole crew. It's a... It's, the pharmaceuticals, right? And they control the FDA as a fucking puppet, right? Just having them dance up on stage. I'm your puppet. Yeah. Yeah, because they have the... Because they're paying the money. <laughs> Dude, the corporate greed and the FDA, it's just the same as corporate greed in any huge company. It's the same. That's fucking mind-blowing. Dude, you just did a mic drop. Yo, and... Uh, what I... I wrote down... Uh, this guy's name, Charles Seif, or Seafy. Um, that's where I... That's where I found that information. I think he's from the Scientific American... Shout out, Charles. I don't know anything about you. But, um, yeah, man. So that's it. I mean, that's all I got. What else? You got anything else going on about the FDA? Not a whole lot. Just they're a bunch of no good, rotten bastards that fucking somehow crawl up from the, the armpits of the world, terrorize us good right. folk. Well, all I can say is from what I've learned and doing research on the FDA has left me cold. Cold. <laughs> cold. Well, you want how do you want to leave this off? You know, we don't want to be on either side. Oh, but fuck, you, fuck the FDA. No, but fuck the FDA. No, but we just we're bringing you what we found out. We don't trust them. We recommend do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. Don't believe fucking corporations because there's only one thing corporations worrying about is their bottom dollar. So just look after yourself. If they say anything, you know what you just do? Tell them to go fuck themselves. That's all you have to do. What the fuck are they going to do? I love it. Yes. Motherfuckers. Um. Well, I think that you, you brought you brought a lot of good stuff to the table. So did you, man. That was, this was a good. We're gonna call this. Uh, you know, don't call it a comeback. You know, we've been here for it was, years. Uh, what FDA slash ramble first yeah. part? Anyone out there who's trying to get their commercial license, go for it. But don't believe that you got to go to school for 120 hours. hours. No, it's just 15 hours. Pay $4,000. It's 15 hours. But no, truck driving school is going to offer that to you because they know that they can bend you over because you have to get that now. Yeah. So they're going to try and sell you the whole lot. You don't have to buy the whole lot, right? Just get yeah. the milk. You don't need the whole cow. Yep. All right. I got a quote here. It's an original. Oh, oh, yo. So the level of care and concern for the general public by the FDA or any government entity is an illusion. Mic drop. 
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out. Uh, all the podcast apps carry us. Um, we do have that email, so you can reach out to us that way. Leave a review if you would. That would be awesome. Um, it helps. It helps it, it us help. somehow. I don't know how, but somehow it helps us. Um, like I said, we've been getting a lot of listeners, so that means that our show is out there, which is awesome. We thought it was just like our friends and family members listening, but it turns out, um, well, it started off, we had a few listeners over in Brussels. Shout out Brussels. What's up? What's Are they up, still... Belgium? Yeah, as far as I know, they're still turn tuning Yo, in. Oh, great. We actually, we have listeners all over the world. So that's awesome. Um, keep listening. Keep your heads leveled, as we try and do. It's very hard. It's very hard to keep calm and listen to all this crap. But you got to do it. You got to do it. And just keep working hard and keep it up, people. We'll talk to you later.